Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie, your host, and so glad you're with us. We took a couple of weeks off after uh, the school let out. We've been all over the place, beach volleyball, club volleyball tournaments, but now we're back to the podcast, and we've got a good show for you here today. We're talking about Sean Ledig. He is, you know, just a, an instrumental part of the local volleyball community, lives up on the North Shore, but he is around on tournaments in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, and you might have noticed that he's segued from beach volleyball to jujitsu. So we're going to talk to Sean in just a little bit. He's our first guest. And then Jalon Brandon uh, is the club director for Core Lead. And I want to talk to Coach Jalon. She not only coaches one of her teams, but really started from scratch. And they went from one team the first year. They now have 11 teams at Core Lead, seven of which are headed to Orlando for AAU Nationals. So we talked to Coach Jalon Brandon in just a little bit. But as we do, we start with some local winners on the club volleyball scene. And we're going to start with WD Nation. And the 15s Blue won gold at Southern Exposure in Atlanta. You see Danny Tullis in the upper right. His team is unbelievable. This team did not lose a set in Atlanta, and this on the heels of winning gold at AAU Super Regionals the week before uh, in New Orleans. Now, we don't stop with just the 15s blue when we're talking WD Nations. How about the 17 blues? Uh, They win gold in Atlanta as well. Also, repeating as champions at AAU Nationals in New Orleans. I want to talk about one of their players right there in the middle, second from the right. Uh, that is Amaya Evans from St. Amant. Wonderful player, really a difference maker, and we wish her uh, success in the coming high school season as well. Hey, one more team for WD Nation to talk about the 16s, and that's coached by Taylor Rishu, formerly Conaway. Her married name is Tyler Rishu. It'll be her first year as the head coach at Mount Carmel. She has a couple players on that Mount Carmel team. Right next to her is Julia Savoy, the second from the right end, Giselle Estrada. Right there in the middle uh, is um, the center, Emily Caracy. Really, really good team. Uh, uh, Coach Taylor's team finished second in Atlanta, and uh, they had just finished third in New Orleans. Uh, also, um, you're talking about Reese Foster down there just below uh, Coach Taylor in the front row, the far left. And on the far right, on the low, lower right, is Hannah Ellis. She's the setter from Fount- Fountain Blue. Really, really good setter. And um, – Very happy for that team to have a lot of success this past weekend at Atlanta. Speaking of success, kind of goes hand in hand with this next team we're talking about. We've talked about them since blast off in New Orleans. NOLA 16-1 travel team. They win gold at the NOLA AAU Super Regionals. Some unbelievable players on this team as well. There's Lauren Pipitone. She's wearing the blue libero shirt lower right there in the middle. But up top, the the four girls kind of in the middle up there, they are uh, the twin towers for both Ben Franklin and Country Day, Jane Gamble and Liv Beverly up there with Annika Robertson and Corey Stays. Uh, you know, th- there's talent all over this team. And I'm, I'll wait till Nationals probably to say the rest of these, these players. But they come from McDonough at 35. They come from Dominican. They come from Haynes. They come from John Curtis all over the place. What a wonderful team. Their head coach, speaking of John Curtis, uh, Alex Carter, who's not in that picture, uh, she is the new head coach at – 
John Curtis, the new head coach. She was the assistant, and uh, Julie Hartley uh, announced her uh, retirement the last couple of weeks since we've done the show. So there you have it, some of the local winners. But wait, there's one more. Corley, the 12s, also winners of gold at NOLA AAU Super Regionals. Uh, and, and this is significant because uh, the club director of Corley, Jalon Brandon, will join us later in the show. So from club volleyball, we segue into beach volleyball for our first guest. We head up to the North Shore and join a good friend and a great competitor, great coach, and an all-around athlete. We're talking about Sean Ledig. Everybody knows you around here, Sean. So good to have you on the show, finally. And tell us how everything's going for you, man. I know there's a lot to get to on our list, but, man, how are you doing? How's things going for you and your family? Doing well. Everybody's doing well. Um just got back from California, competed in the international masters in jiu-jitsu and ended up doing pretty good, pretty well. I uh, ended up with double gold. So that was a big feat. So we were in California for the past week. We just got home. So trying to transition back into everything and, um, you know, can't complain. Oh my gosh. We're going to get into that in depth too. And it's like, you know, the pictures on your Instagram, uh, were, were so cool. Even leaving with your family that shot of you guys yeah. walking through the terminal, getting on yeah. the plane. And then there's some shots we're going to see a little later of them. I know that's so important. Family is a huge part of your life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the biggest part of my life actually. So, and that's, you know, with those guys, the good thing is with the sports that I've been able to, I've been blessed to be able to play in and, and, the activities that I've done, they're always there. So it, it makes it a lot easier. No question. No question. Okay. Let's start with our basic question on all of, with all of our guests on Dignit is how in the world did this volleyball bug bite you? When did you get started <laughs> in volleyball? And I know you're an athlete. I know you played football yeah. and other sports and you're, yeah. you know, you're tall, you're over six foot, you're athletic. How did yeah. volleyball start for you? Volleyball started for me. It's funny enough. Um, I was, you know, I was in engineering school, came, came over to UNO, and um, one of the girls that was actually in engineering school with me, Jane Duncan, she actually played for UNO's team. So when I was playing basketball and she, she and we were talking one day and she said, have you ever played volleyball? I was like, you know, just pick up stuff or maybe stuff at a at a barbecue or things like that. Nothing major. And she said, well, you should come out and play with us at Coconut Beach. Now, this was after Katrina, too. So Coconut Beach had actually been decimated and Bruce was building it back. Funny story is the first time I went to Coconut Beach, Bruce, me and Bruce talked about this last week at his uh, his um, final Bruce tournament. Bruce White, we're talking. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce White and him and I were talking last week. But I had this orange shirt on and it was like 2007, eight, something like that. Well, I just went to go play. Yeah. with Jane, Jane and a few of her friends, and uh, we got out there, and somehow there was a camera crew that was out there. So all of a sudden, uh, we played, and I had a blast, and so did some of the basketball players and some of the guys that came out there with us. She, you know, she was teaching us how to play or trying to show us how to play, and um, people had called me that night, or they were messaging me. They're like, do you play volleyball? I was like, no, nah, I just went out today to go hang out with some friends, and lo and behold, I was actually on the news channel, on the news, <laughs> on the, uh, the, the, the evening news. So I was like, wow, that's funny. This, you know, didn't ever been out there before. And I was on there and they could probably, if I look back, it probably was ridiculous watching me play. But so a couple of, you know, that year, a few years had passed by, but I would go out to Coconut Beach and I would just go watch, you know, um, gave up drinking as soon as my oldest son, Seth was born. You know, that's something I've just, I've been 19 years now. So I've been sober. And so I basically would go out there. I didn't want to go out to bars in New Orleans. I didn't want to get caught up in that, you know, lifestyle downtown. And so I'd go out there to watch him in about, about a year, maybe six months in a year, I, I just, I got on a team, like on court 
eight or ten, something down okay. like that. And yep. um, I was playing, and Bruce, Bruce, and another guy, Seth. I'm sorry, uh, Saul. Saul actually was like, have you ever played this? I was like, no, I've never played. And he was like, well, uh, we're going to have to move you up on some courts. <laughs> so, you know, but, but, but the funny thing was, is I went back to Jane. I was like, Jane, I said, man, I said, I love this. Beach volleyball is awesome. And she's like, I'm glad you had fun because you suck. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, thanks, Jane. I mean, look, and Jane, Jane's a great, she's great. She's, she's a, she's a, she's coached in New Orleans and she's, you know, she's, a, she's an engineer with me as well. And, um, she's still, she's played even after graduation. What's and, your um, last name, Jane? Uh, Jane Duncan. Got it. Yeah. And so after that, um, you know, I just played in leagues for a couple of leagues, uh, and then just moved up, moved up, got to court three with some friends of mine. And it was a blast. Thought I was yeah. having a good time. And then we just graduated. And one day Bruce was like, I need to put you on court one. And I'm like, Bruce, I, I, I've never even practiced this. I was like, I just come out here during like Wednesday, Thursday nights at Coconut Beach, the old Coconut Beach where Bruce White was running everything. It was the most, I mean, it was almost surreal now when you look back at it. I mean, there's 21 courts filled four or five days a week with eight teams i mean you couldn't beat it on thursday nights it was like going out in new orleans i mean the court one and we were talking about this me and uh cheese and andre and some other guys the other day at the avp they would have six people deep on court one watching like eric Pore and squirrel and Derek and i mean look they, they were awesome battles out there and i'm looking at bruce i was like there's no way i can play with these guys man he was like well sorry but you got to go so he put me on a team called the sandy crotches and it was Bert, and, and you know it was, it was it was an older team, but I mean they they welcomed me because you know they could use a young a younger person on the team and athletic. And, now, how um, old are you right now? Give me a time frame. Where so, where, so, where so are I'm, we talking? So I'm, so I'm 47. So I I went back to, I went back to school after basketball to for for engineering, and so um so I was a little older. So I was I was in my early 30s when I first started playing league. So I was I was you know right around that 33 34 year old age, and then. I played on core one with, with Bert and, um, and Brenda Kikuchi and a bunch. It's just a big team that they have a lot of players. So yeah. they, had, you know, they had, I, we, and look, we won some, we lost some. And actually we'd, we'd win games that we weren't supposed to win, but it was awesome. And look, this was, this was wild. Cause it was like a six man. So, you know, you never see that anymore. It's like, I, I don't even know what I would do if I had to get on a court with four, much less six now. <laughs> they used to doubles. And um, so we get there and I played with them for about a year, you know, and then, I started, you know, I was like, hey, I want to play a doubles tournament. So uh, me and my buddy, Jonathan Matei, we had been practicing together and like just going out to Coconut Beach because back then you could go out to Coconut Beach and you'd always find people to play. Didn't matter what day it was, when it was. We'd stay out at Coconut Beach back then until like 1130 or 12 at night. Me, Jason Harrell, Brittany Harrell, who actually they own Point Break. That was one of my first, you know, quads teams, you know, that we I would play with. Yeah. Me, Jason, Jonathan Matei. And um. So me and Jonathan, I was like, hey, let's play a doubles tournament. And we both knew we weren't probably ready, but we were going to do it anyway. Just two athletic guys. So we go and we pl I go to I go to get there Saturday and I sign up. So my uh, so we're sitting at the tournament. I'm waiting on my partner to show up, Jonathan Matei. Well, he doesn't show up. So I called him and he couldn't make it. So I asked. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Bruce, Jonathan's not going to make it. And he's sitting there looking at me and he, I, you know, I'm walking around looking for somebody to play with him. Finally, he starts grumbling. I'll play with you. He plays. I was like, I was like oh my gosh. I was like, so people, <laughs> Bruce is going to play. So Bruce, un you know, Bruce, he takes off his combat boots, goes, <laughs> goes and gets a pair of shorts. Not, not, he, he goes and gets a pair of these shorts with like little dangly balls on them, like out of the, he must have had them packed away somewhere in like the pro shop. And then he puts on, he puts on a, a t-shirt and we played and we actually, look, first time ever we broke pool. 
he's yelling at me the entire time, swing at the ball. He passes everything for me to hit. They knew, thank God they didn't serve me much that day. I don't know why they didn't, because I would have served my I would have served me every ball. But we ended up breaking pool. We lost in the we lost in the playoffs to Chad Jackson and Dan Corman. And um and I, they always pick with me about it to this day. They're like, Remember that time we beat you? I was like, Yeah, I do. So yeah. I thought I was in good shape. And after that, I, I told Bruce, I said, I'm so glad we lost. He's like, What? I was like, I'm about to die. You know? <laughs> and he was like, You're an athlete. I was like, I know. So that was the bug right yeah. there. I was like, This so is you this got, is a, yeah. you got bit. You went from court like nine or ten all the way up to one in a short yes. period of time and yes. i know just from my daughter emma training and working out with you throughout the last couple of years you're big into the goal setting and writing down things objectives i don't know if you have that mentality and philo- look at you you have <laughs> yeah. it right there i got it i got it that's my question like did you did you did you put your goal i want to be an avp player and and how long did it take you from the time you started to the time you literally became a pro beach volleyball player And we've got pictures back of you in the day uh playing avp i mean so i I didn't at at first i I just started playing you know local tournaments and bruce would throw these were all i was an a and the biggest the first big tournament i played was a corona wide open still me and matei and we won and we did fairly well in the a division we didn't win but you know that right there showed me like what the upper guys could do like look derek was playing in that one andre cheese scott and look they hung with all the guys that come in came in town so that right there kind of told me i was like you know what i think this is this is i like this this is pretty good so i actually ended up getting talked to by jim shane and jeff skiro and those two you know they had played mvp back in the day and jeff actually wanted to come back and play so that was kind of like something that that was a blessing for me so i actually started to actually train play and by two people that had that knew the game probably almost as be, probably better than anybody else in this they still do jim shane's his, his iq is is one of the highest you know he's like he's like one of, he's like a joey keener in a sense as far as like he's been around the game that long he knows a lot yeah. about it jeff was just a stud athlete that played he's one of the, the nastiest lefties he's like an evan Corey of his day you okay. know what i mean or, or matt yeah. blank and so uh so I, they picked me up, and then me and Jeff, we had pretty good success right off the bat, me being big and athletic, Jeff just being who he was. And I and I still, at that point in time, it, I was still running off of athleticism. It wasn't until 2013, me and Bryce Powers got together, yeah. and then we went, we went to our first NVL tournament in Dallas. Now, that was that's when the AVP had went bankrupt in the NVL, and me and Bryce were straight off of athleticism playing. I mean, just two six-foot-five, two six, you know, six-foot-five guys yeah. just playing together. And, I mean, if the ball was in the air, we were going to put it down. That's basically how it went. And our jump serve, we were going to jump serve tough. We were just going to play tough. Yeah. And we ended up, we, we, we won some sets. We lost our matches. And then I was like, and that was it. That was it. I said, I know, you know, that I, I know that I've got a lot to learn and I've got a yeah. lot to to refine, but I know that I can do this. And then, of course, you know, th- at that time, I'm 36-something, 37 maybe. These pictures that we're looking at, Sean, where yeah. where, where are these from or how deep so, into so, your – So that right there was 2017, 18, and that's me and David Lee from the Olympics, uh, the USA, the 2008 Olympic team. That Jeez. was in San, that was San Francisco, AVP. Okay. So me and, me and Billy Jones had played against him in art. Yeah. Um, and so that was on center court right there. But that was – you know, it, it it wasn't until I actually 2016, you know, I got out of the engineering uh, field and I went and I got into another the oil business and I went up to to, to uh, Ohio and I met a bunch of guys from Ohio, but I'd already met from the NVL. Uh, Corey Robertson, he he was a promoter up there that he ran Flanagan's and he had a big, big circuit volleyball. He was with the NVL as well. And the NVL was very inviting to me. And, and I played with Jake Cockton and um 
we we that's the first time I really got to with a group of guys that were practicing fundamentals and the things because that's what I never knew. I never got coached. You know, I wasn't like 10, 15 years old whenever I was learning how to pass. Danny Tullis was the first person to ever pick me up and, and tr- coach me or, you know, he, he worked with me first on passing. But it's such a detailed thing. That's why whenever I go to coach girls in passing, it's like that's why I do the way to do it the way I do. And, you know, thanks to Joey Keener and, and Drew Hamilton and other guys like that, it's been refined because, I mean, yeah. you know, that's the most important thing. But that was the first time I had a group of guys in, in uh, Cincinnati and I had a group of guys in Columbus and I and I would go out there and train with them four or five days a week. So it's 2016 is and I look, I'm already in my 40s by then. You know, I'm 40, 41. And yeah. so that that's whenever I, I, I began to, to transition into playing my best ball. And it also it was a click up here. And then that's whenever I got with my buddy Cameron Beans, who was a phenomenal player. He's still playing right now. Um, he was in New Orleans for the AVP, and I, I got to—I didn't get to see him, but I was—I uh, missed him. But they did fairly well, and he's—he's—he's he's a, he's a great athlete, great coach out there on the East Coast. Yeah. And so that is whenever I—I I started to, to to not physically mature because, of course, my athletic ability was kind of on a downslope. But my IQ and my understanding of the game was coming up. It's just one yeah. of those, you know, father time. It's that's one of those amazing. Things. Hey, that's, that's, that's an amazing story right there. You're in your 40s playing your best beach volleyball of your life. You yeah. barely played the sport, barely a decade. So, you know, you you know, you still mess around playing. I know I, I know you yeah. still play, but the, you've been coaching. You talked about your oldest yeah. son, Seth. That's when yeah. you and I met was yeah. um, when, you know, during the COVID year, nobody could get in, into a gym that summer. And so everybody was playing beach volleyball. And that's when Emma yeah. was playing a bunch and we'd go up to digs and, you know, we're like, hey, what about a story on the boys beach volleyball? So yeah. in that indoor facility, uh, yeah. beach indoor, how he had it half half court and half beach. Yeah. That's where we did our first story. And we've got yeah. video of that. Tell us about yeah. what it was like coaching your son, Seth, and you know the yeah. the you know Lewandowski's and those yeah. guys. There's so much well, talent on the boys' side of beach volleyball. Yeah, I mean, it, and look, you look at those three right there, just alone, and some of the other boys in in Louisiana. But like, yeah, coaching my son. That's one reason I was I wanted to stay in the game is because I wanted to do things with him. Yeah. And you know, he's a he's a he's a good athletic lefty. I mean, he's matured. He's played football. He played other sports in high school. But this was the one. I mean, he he, he did. He, he took off with it. And of course you have Josh Lewandowski, you, those two playing together was ridiculous. I mean, they're yeah. young 15, 16 year old boys that whenever they'd hit the ball, they look like, you know, young men. And then right. of course his older brother, he's at MIT. They're both, Nathan. you know, he's yeah. Nathan, Nathan's at MIT. So they were an easy group to coach. Needless to say, of course, coaching your son or your kid is kind of the hardest thing to do because I would tell him yeah. something and then I'd hand him, Drew would come in and work with him and he would say something like, Oh, you know, coach Drew told me the same thing you did. I was like, really? I was like, good, but, but, but it would resonate with him because it was somebody else talking to him. And I was fine with me and Drew would laugh about it all the time. But I mean, you know, and Drew, and then I gave him, I let Drew work with him as well. And then Drew worked with him and I together because we did play some tournaments together and I had a blast. And that was one of the reasons I continued. I, I really wanted to continue to play was to play with him. And so yeah. he's up, he's up in Denver now and he's, he's playing up there in like Fort Collins and some, he's getting back into the game. He's up there he's for work. He's getting back into it. Yes. And I told him, I said, so I got it. He wanted me to ship him four four volleyballs last week. I said, I got you. <laughs> nice. So I'm going to ship him a few and hopefully, you know, he'll come back down and come play a little bit. But up there, they've got some good competition uh, in Colorado. Yeah. So I told him, I said, look, work, play, have fun, get ready for school and stuff like that. So he's, 
Yeah, that's that's one reason I can I continue to to coach him and play with him is you know it's, it's quality time. I did the same thing with Stella too, and yeah. she, she you know she played a little indoor. She's she's she still plays beach every now and then, but she plays tennis and does powerlifting. So you know she throw it in the mix somewhere in there. But that, that's why I do the things I did with the kids because it was yeah I, I love this sport. I love to play and I wish my you know I, I could still play at a high level. But the one thing I got to do was go to the indoor court, like you said, and spend time with them and, and take an hour and a half, two hours out of the day and pepper with them and run drills with them. Little did they know that it was for me, it was quality time. I mean, they were getting better at it. And so was I at that time, you know, just being able to coach them. But uh, it was just spending that family time with them. That's awesome. And and look, I've seen it. You know, obviously, I've seen you coach the boys. Uh, you've done lessons with Emma and you've worked yeah. with other girls as well. I know that the goal oriented is part of part of who you are. But yeah. tell me about your your coaching philosophy and and and, yeah. and and how would you describe yourself as a coach? What's what do you stress to the younger players as the most important? Or how, how do you I know a lot of it is the, is the metal game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a look. Eighty percent of this every 80 percent of almost every sport is mental. And especially with me going transitioning into jujitsu at, at an international level, it's 100 percent. I see guys that look like they should be working at a library with glasses this thick that'll destroy somebody my size, 135 pounds. That'll just, you know, but it, it's, it's a it's a mental game and, and it's 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 mental it's uh and it's confidence so you know me like that's the biggest thing i stress with my girls i mean and so when i get I've, the past four years i've taken one or two girls a year and this is something i usually don't really talk about a lot but there's there's parents and i'll talk and what i'll do is i'll focus on those individuals hopefully i get two to year two years to do it with them and i'll usually get them and we'll discuss you know what we want to do how we want to do it do you want to go to college do you want to play in college what do you what do you want to do after after college we got to know all these things because as some coaches, you know, they're all just like, go, 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 and let's play, play, play. But then again, once volleyball ends, what, what do they have then? So I kind of keep it real on some, some, on a level to where, Hey, this is going to be awesome that you play, but what, what are we going to do after that? So we get that knocked out the way. And then it's confidence. Building confidence is the most important thing for a young athlete, for any athlete. I don't care what age you are. If you walk onto a court, if you walk onto a mat, if you walk onto a, a hardwood court and your confidence level isn't where it needs to be, you've pretty much already taken 25% of your game away. It's, it's just a mental thing. And so that's the biggest thing I focus on. And then, so what I do then, and you know this, cause I've got this one right here and then I've got my other one here for, you know, other activities, but like you have to I, I, goal oriented. Like, remember I told him, I said, I, I, when I'm working with him, I say, Hey, what are the five, what are the five to 10 colleges that you would like to play at? Okay. Yeah. And look, I don't care if they put UCLA, USC, LSU, UAB, any of these schools that have great programs and awesome coaches, you know, I mean, that's fine. And then, Okay, so that's the that's the schools you want to go to. What are we going to do with in high school? What are our grades going to look like? You know, so we, we segment things out to yeah. to kind of like you can't just throw it all together and have it in a big, big bowl. It's not a mixing bowl. These have to be segmented out. And we do one at a time because that's why we went to two to three years. But I've worked with about six girls and all of them have pretty much they, they've done what they, they've wrote down what they wanted and they've all come to fruition. So out of these six girls, all six have gone to college. I mean, look, there are two of them. Um, you know, Meredith was one. She's from the East Coast, and she her she would come in. Um, and I met her at Louisiana Beach Week two years ago. Remember, the, or three years ago when I threw the bit. Me and Joey had the big five four day camp, three yes. day camp. Oh and yeah. So her, yep. her, her she was like, she's like Coach Sean. I'm a I'm a sophomore. 
I want to play college volleyball. I was like, have you reached out? No. <laughs> so then, you know, same, hey, and same thing with Laurel. Laurel was the same way. I met Laurel at that camp and Laurel was like, so what I normally do is look, I, you know, I have multiple businesses. I, I have kids, I, I jujitsu and everything like that. So I am, I'm, I'm busy, but what I'll do is I like to get them, I get, get them started, initiate them. And then of course the best two coaches, well, there's three really here that I like to use. There's Joey Keener, McKay Rappold, and then Drew Hamilton. And I kind of can, I can feel the player out and know which one they need to go to because they're all different. Their yeah. styles are different. And I've been coached by pretty much, you know, me and McKay played together. So I know his style very well. And then of course, and he actually was one of my, he was one of the coaches for my special Olympic volleyball team. So I know his coaching style. I know Joey's, Joey's IQ is out through the roof and his transition and translation to people is one of the best. And it doesn't hurt that he sounds like Matthew McConaughey on certain he days. Does, you know? He does. He's like, all right, all right, all right. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's always fun to like, always, I used to love playing with Joey, especially when you get him excited. He's uh, and then Drew, Drew, Drew is just like, you know, you got pinky in the brain. He's the brain like Drew is that's Drew. And he's also he was one. He's a hell of a player. I mean, right, you can't you can't right. go wrong. So so look, all three of them are. But I mean, you know, Drew is just I remember watching Drew before I really played a lot. And I was like, man, this guy is a stud. He's from Texas. He was a Texas player, you know. Yeah. So um, but that's 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 the biggest thing, you know, circling back to what we we're talking about. So the number one thing I want to instill in all the players is confidence Now, not false confidence. Like we're going to we're going to work. And that's another thing is, is work ethic. The more you work, the more confident you're going to become in yourself because, you know, like I tell them, you put in the time. Like, I look, if I got a, if I got a timeout and we're down by two points and it's 19 to 17, hey, it's not over. We need to get these two points and then you need to transition over and you need to score the next four or you need to get two point. You know, we went one point at a time after that. Yeah. Yeah. Tied up. And so that's another thing. But it's it's that mental fortitude that I try to train the boys and the girls with. And, you know, I haven't it's it's worked pretty well. I mean, you know, and it's, it if, a, if parents are on board, a parent has to be on board, too. And look, I'm, I'm not going to lie with you to be successful in stuff like the ventures that I've been on and some of these parents. I mean, look, I know girls like Laurel. She was traveling from Mississippi to Baton Rouge three to four times a week to work with Coach Drew. And she would stop. Sometimes I would get to work with her. But when she got to that certain point, she was going up. I mean, that's that's dedication. And some people are like, oh, that's. You know, that that's almost a little bit obsessive. Oh, yeah, you do. To be successful at a point to where you, you, you're going from something you've never done to where you want to be, you have to be obsessive. You're going to be, yeah. look, you, you're going to be obsessive or you're going to be average. That's just yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. become number one in anything without having that obsession and a love. I mean, obsession without fire is, you're not going to have that. But, I mean, you got you got to have that internal flame. To, to, to burn that obsession so well you have that fire a big time for organizing tournaments as well you alluded to louisiana beach week that you and joey uh put on a couple yeah. years ago at coconut beach <clears throat> yeah. it's coming up this saturday the yes. juniors edition let's call it for louisiana mm -hmm. beach week this yes. saturday at mangoes tell mm -hmm. us about this tournament sean i know Emma and Izzy Hebert played in it last year. We came from nationals, AAU indoor nationals in Orlando, just to be a part of this. And we're glad we oh, did. Yeah. It was a super, super tournament. And we're going to be in it again this week. Tell us about um, Louisiana Beach Week at Mangoes this Saturday. So this is the third year that we've had Louisiana Beach Week. We don't, this is this year, we're and this again, the second year, we're going to have the juniors only for right now. Um, Mangoes has stepped up, you know, they're, they're, voted the best facility in the whole country just they're beautiful i mean we've got coconut beach as well they're big and we've got other co other facilities but 
me and Mangoes have uh, collaborated together for a second year. And so it's going to be the same thing right now. Just in signups don't end until Friday. And you know in Louisiana how people are. They wait till the last minute, which is fine. We've already got over 40, 30, 40 juniors teams, 40, 40, 40 girls juniors teams. Wow. So, you know, we got it. We got for 18U, we're doing something that's we've very different. I'm going to do a cash payout, you know, now that they got the NIL things going on and it's not not a big deal. But the, but the 18Us, they need to be able to understand that they can play for that now, especially even at adult adult uh, tournaments. So they, they can get play. cash. Your 18, 18U are going to give some cash awards. They, they're going to get cash. Yeah, they're going to get first and second are going to get cash payout. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to like that better than a volleyball. You know, normally they get volleyball, <laughs> volleyballs, medals, and T-shirts. I'm sorry for the 16 and 14s, girls, but, I mean, that's just – that's you got to right. work your way up. But the 14s, I mean, it's the gauntlet of, of South Louisiana, Southeast. I've got 25 teams already almost. Wow. And, like – that I've got I've got parents emailing me like they're signing their girls up. I'm like, whoa! so this is 14s is going to be I'm excited for this. And look, the thing about it is, too, like we're going to have multiple nets, of course, pool play goes to a bracket. But we're probably you know, we're going to take a majority, maybe the top four from each net, which I will have five. So they're going to have it's going to be a long day and yeah. they're going to they're, they're going to get to know what it's really like to be in a, in a top notch tournament. AVP American AVP, of course, they're they're supporting me. And so you can't go wrong with that. And, and I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a big, you know, Tim and Tina from Mangoes, they're excited too. We talked about it and the prizes right. that, that we, you know, as always, we always do the best prizes and we try to facilitate everything. And the parents, they love the atmosphere that we, that we uh, create. And so it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm glad you guys are in it. I know Emma and then they're going to have a blast, but in her, her division right now, I think in 16, there's 10 to 12 already. So, so, you know, we're looking for about to get about 15 in there. And so, national, yes. <clears throat> national qualifier, two star AVP event. I mean, they do you do it up big time. And you're right. Yeah. Plan on if you plan on entering this tournament, plan on being there uh, for much of the day. And it's well yeah. worth it because it's yes. competition city. But Correct. speaking of competition, uh, we talked about it at the onset of this interview, Sean. Congratulations goes out to you once again. You segue into another passion, which is jujitsu. You go out to Long Beach, California. You've been out there a couple of times now, out at the pyramid competing. You're a double gold winner in Masters Blue Belt Super Heavyweight and yes. in Open Division. Tell yeah. us about this past weekend, what it was like mm. to take your family out there as well. They had a big part of it. But, man, I yeah. mean, you just keep winning, my man. You keep winning. Yeah, it's a mindset. I'm telling you what. But it's, it's preparation. But, man, let me tell you something. This, this past weekend, last Wednesday, a week from yesterday, was probably the pinnacle of my athletic or sports career and every I mean honestly because I went double gold and what was amazing is I had you know 30 year black belts of sing you know because I've, I've been around the world twice now with this sport and I've been able to, to accumulate um, a lot of wins I'm number one in the world in super heavy number two and overall in blue belts and masters four um, and Congrats. and so like I'm right there. I mean, I've got I've, New Orleans is coming up. So look, everybody, if you want to come watch me from July 16th, 15th, I'll be competing in New Orleans at the Lake Pontchartrain Center for the IBJJF NOLA. So I'll, so that 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 right there will be another good, not easy, but it'll be a good one for the locals to come and watch and the fans oh, will be able yes. to come there. But um, but that it was just amazing. And it's in the pyramid. So it's worlds. It's the adult world championship. So everybody from around the world, all the top. Uh, competitors from 
I mean, every country you can imagine. When I walk in there, all you hear is Portuguese, Italian, uh, <laughs> German. I mean, it's 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 wild because it's an inter, it's the internet. It's the biggest tournament of the year, and in the pyramid, it just makes it so cool. It's like this, but the feeling is unparalleled. When you walk in, you can feel the energy of everybody. You know, those awesome. those those Brazilians are wild. Look at the, the soccer and everything, but that winning that, having my family there with me, they were my biggest. You know, they were my why as far as like they knew it. We had a talk. I said, "This is it." I said. This this is destiny. I said, I, I tore my tricep. So you remember I had won my first year as a white belt. I went back as a blue belt. I tore my tricep in the finals last year and I, and I, and I had to come home early and, and get an MRI and get fixed up. I had surgery. So I had 12 months. Um, I rehabbed, I, I trained hard. I'm, I'm, you know, four or five days a week. I'm on the mats. Yeah. I'm in the gym three days a week. And I mean, I do, I do some pretty wild workouts. You know, I don't just do weights and lifting. I do stuff like tire flips, log carries, uh, I'm sandbag throws and just stuff that I think, you know, that's going to help me kettlebells. I do a lot of kettlebells, but I keep my strength up. And of course, you know, we got to stay under a certain weight and super heavy. It's 222. Or if I don't, then it's, it's unlimited, which I do go against those guys and open. But I mean, I'd rather just have one match against a guy that's 240 or, you know, 310 pounds versus five of them. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. So, but, um, but it was it was amazing, and like once once the the super heavy was 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 an amazing victory. But once you got double gold, is something that that's a lifetime achievement, especially at here over there in the pyramid. I mean, when I got off the and this is the thing I love about the sport too, is I had teammates that hadn't made it in yet, so they weren't there. So my my family's the only only real. I mean, I had people like Wendy Jones and all them and Ashley. She was there from Be Better, one of my sponsors. Yes, they were. They they came to love watch Wendy. and film. I know. And so like, I, I, that was awesome. They were there, but like when I walked off and I'm walking in, I had uh Megan Donis and these other guys, like these are big names in the sport. Like these are yeah. 30 year black belts. They, you know, I see them all the time. And so like, how'd you do? I said, I won double gold. So these guys are bringing me in, giving me hugs. And they're like, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment that people only dream of. And I'm like, and look, I was shaking for six hours. You can ask my wife, Angelique. She was like, are you okay? I was like, I just, you gotta, you gotta, you just don't, can't understand it. It's a fathom it right now. And look, and the way I look at it is this doesn't stop. I do this, you know, every, every practice, every tournament. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I video everything that I need to. And then another thing is like, I'm going to do it at purple. I'm going to do it at brown. I'm going to work my, my ass off to do it at black. Excuse me. I don't know if I can say that, but, um, but I'm going to work and work. And so it's not, a, it's, there's, it's a never ending cycle, of course. And I say that, but it, we're not done. And look, like I said, like, and I got to, I got to train with professor Jukau, who is our, He's he's 31 year black belt. I trained with him when uh, Monday, and I'm going to train with him again tonight down in um down towards Homa, but uh, I'm sorry in Gold Meadow. But um he told me something that was you know he was proud of me, and I was like thank you. But he said you know now that those medals are up and you got them hung up, we are it's on to the next one. So the next big one, I've got New Orleans, I've got Dallas, and then I've got Vegas, which is the Masters World. So that's going to be the biggest one for me. I wasn't able to do it last year because of my elbow. Yeah, but this, yeah. this year, this year, I'm not, I'm not slowing down any, like I already ramped up. I've already, you know, went to the gym this morning. I got to do some workouts. Um, I do, you know, another big thing is recovery. So I go to beyond and I do my cryotherapies, my IVs. They, they take care of my body physically. Cause I mean, at this age of 47, the one thing I have learned, I think that's necessary is recovery. And so I don't, I don't want to take, I don't want to take a lot of time off, but I need to recover in other ways. Supplementation, my diet's the most important thing. I have arm bar and grill. They actually 
I mean, the, the food, they get it down to the macros for me. So I've got 25, 27 meals ready every week. I know what I need to eat, when I need to eat it, how I need to eat it. And then my workouts are planned out. And so it's it's all, it's listen, it, it's preparation. None yeah. of this comes comes easy. Like on my post last night, I said, look, I may have received the medals at the tournament, but I can promise you that the work wasn't done. You know, I I, I worked for these. This is this is all work. This is uh, preparation. You were yes, prepared and you were confident yeah. walking onto those mats. And that's right. Man, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, thank you. Sean, thank you. Right, right back at you. Thank you for all that you've done for, um, you know, growing the game of volleyball while you're, you know, involved with your businesses, your family, Special Olympics and now jujitsu it's just it's just amazing how how many hours in a day that you you have but hey thanks for everything and one more time before we let you out um i want to ask you about uh your your um your handle for instagram right yeah um sean ledig it's rome wasn't yeah, built in a yeah, day right that's right rome wasn't built so, in a day so yeah. th that that's a philosophy that you that you go by how, how it is it is and it's also another thing is that so that's my um my original my last name um, right. Ladig was, yeah, Ladig was uh, an adopted name, but but Rome is, you know, and you you may people see that. I mean, I've got it hyphenated right now because we're working to get it put into my name. You know, this is something my grandmother had wanted Sean me to do. Rome Ladig, yep. That's right. Yeah. So so you'll see that on um, Facebook and some of the other, and you know, I'm still same same Sean Ladig on uh, Twitter and all these other uh, social platforms. But yeah, that's but Rome wasn't built in a day. Look, it doesn't nothing nothing. Uh, it nothing comes easy. It takes time and preparation. And it also, you know, it takes persistence is the key to success. That's, that's my biggest, I write, I put that down on everything. I own all these whiteboards I've got in my offices, yeah. my, yeah. you know, uh, persistence, it, persistence is the key. And I mean, it's, as long as it's hard to beat, or it's, let me put it this way. It's hard to beat somebody that doesn't stop. And that was like my, that was like in volleyball. Like I, listen, I knew I was 20 years older than all these other guys. I knew my athletic ability wasn't like it was in college. Like I wasn't jumping 40 something plus inches. You know what I mean? I wasn't, but I knew I was physically, I was physically comparable, but I wasn't, I wasn't anything special. So I just knew that until I, until the mechanics and the, and the IQ were, were catching up, I had to just use grit. You know, yeah. that's all yeah. it was grit. grit. Grit is what's got me as far as I have gotten in all these things, whether it be business, life, family, sports. It's just like I have a never I have a no quit attitude, you Love know. It. Love and it. So, yeah. Well, hey, man, congratulations. Thanks for taking some time out of your day for us and uh, continued success. And we'll see you Saturday at Mango's Louisiana Beach Week Juniors okay. Edition. Yes, I'll see you there. See you there. Thanks so much. All right. Time for us to take our first break here on Digging It. When we return, we're going to be talking about club volleyball. It's a very special guest, one of our good friends, and uh, looking forward to talking to Coach Jalan Brandon. Uh, again, this show brought to you by uh, Bayou Granite and Marble, as well as Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, and the Sports Pub and Grill Industrian. We're back with Coach Jalan after this. Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art water jet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. 
The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It with Eric Ritchie. Club Volleyball is up on the docket for this show. And for that, we go to a good friend of ours, Jalon Brandon, who we've known for, gosh, four years, maybe five years going back. Our daughters both played club volleyball on two different teams. But now you are the club director. I remember you just talking about it in passing when we were just parents sitting in the stands. And now you have 11 teams. You are the founder and club director of Core Elite. Welcome to the show. Congratulations on all you've done. And I, I want you to give yourself a pat in the back because what you've done to start a club of a volleyball team is just unbelievable. So first of all, just kind of set the stage for us right now. How are things going for Corley in year three? Is that right? Year That's three. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so how are things going for you right now? And, 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 you know, tell us a little bit about the process. Sure. So we're in year three. We started off with one team. We now have 11. Um, We actually have four regional teams as well. Um, Our program consists of um, we do have strength and conditioning. We're partnered with Oxford Performance. Um, That's where our girls attend strength and conditioning. We also have a child psychologist um, on staff. Uh, She's there for the mental toughness side of it. Um, We grew from one coach to now we have over 18 coaches on staff. Um, We like, like you said, we started three years ago. You and I was in the stands talking about this. um, And my husband and I stepped out in faith. Um, We're really good friends, um, became really good friends with the previous owner of TAV Volleyball in Texas um, that he mentored us, John Sample, and we're where we are today. That's amazing. Mission statement of Coralie, aspire to inspire before we expire. That's one of the best ones I've seen. I love it. Tell us a little bit about, like, you just mentioned, you know, your husband, John, uh, runs the strength and conditioning. You've got Oshner. You've got, you know, the, the mental side of it as well, the strength and conditioning side of it, not to mention, obviously, the volleyball. And there's just go to your website, coreelitevolleyball.com, and just look at the, the impressive list of coaches that you have that I mean the whole philosophy it's not just about volleyball is it especially with your club right it's not um we're a family um that's that's what we put in anything with Coralie we always put the word family first uh, we embrace the athletes um it's more about them walking away from here yes they're going to be better volleyball players but we definitely want them to be better overall people totally so that's what our goal is Let's let's backtrack. Let's start with young Jalon and you're you were an athlete. You when did volleyball come into play for you? When did you first start getting involved or playing or coaching volleyball? And and I know just like just like I do and what I do, you know, I got into volleyball because of my daughter was playing. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you started in volleyball. Sure. So I've been playing since I was in seventh grade. Um and always had the passion for it. Also ran track, you know, as you know that I, I run track as well. I'm a director of track and field at a local high school. Um, and then from that point of it, I've been coaching volleyball probably for roughly almost 20 years now. 
Um, I started coaching volleyball at middle school. Then I went to actually coaching in Texas when we moved there, uh, took a break from it, wanted to be mom. Um, and then through the process of starting the club, I've gotten back into coaching. I'm actually coaching this year again. That's excellent. That's excellent. Now, we, we got a picture of your 11s, right? That that's the uh, that's the team that you coach. I know you're coaching other teams to prepare for nationals, but tell me about this team and how special this team is to you. Because I've seen you at tournaments, and this is a good team right here. Yes, they're very special um, to me. They're 11 youth. They're 10 and 11. Um, they're undefeated. They've played in 12 U, where they actually went as far as semis. But in their age category, they are undefeated. Um, they're very spicy, um, super engaged, very positive all the time, um, brings back the energy in me some days when I'm like, okay, I'm drained. But when I walk in the gym with them, they're awesome. Their parents are awesome. Um, I really don't know what I'm going to do next year if I'm going to continue to coach them, but, uh, this has been a great, great group. Let, let's talk about, I mean, a whirlwind for you, I'm going to say around 2018, 2019, you are already, you know, firmly established and Alana is a great player, club player in Texas. And you move back to the New Orleans area. That's when I met you when mm -hmm. uh, we played for uh, the NOLA Travel B team. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I think you might have been the first of the parents that discovered uh, Coach Sinisha Momich and mm -hmm. Wade Washburn doing those mm -hmm. clinics. Yeah. And you told the rest of us and we're like, it, it literally took us one time to have Emma there. And we were, we were believers. I'm like, I love Coach Sinisha and I love Coach mm -hmm. Wade. And then we all came over and did the did next step. And, yeah. and then Coach, Coach Sinisha, obviously, and he went on to become the Sacred Heart coach, win a state right. championship. His wife, mm -hmm. I believe, with Oshner, moves yep. to Virginia Beach. And Coach Sinisha, I heard, just got a, a college coaching job, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. that on mm -hmm. social media. But back to our story. So th there they go. And we're like, well, what are we going to do club-wise? And you're like, well, I'm just going to start start my own. But, again, we, you know, it, it's not that easy. So my long-winded right. question was to get to a whirlwind of Texas NOLA next step and now you're going to say, I'm going to start my own. Tell us the process. What was it like? Um, and there had to have been bumps. And But like I said, in three years, you have 11 teams. You have seven mm -hmm. going to nationals in, in a week or two to Orlando. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, tell us, you know, if there's somebody out there even thinking about it, what, what advice would you give them or what was your roadmap? Sure. So during the process, I did have bumps. Um, my husband and I, we um, we reached out to our mentor in Texas and was like, is this really what you think we should do? He's like, yes. I mean, you're you're going to get exhausted. You're bringing a line out here almost monthly for privates. You have the experience. Your husband has the experience. Here's kind of like the the blue book, I guess, with what we do in Texas. And then it just kind of fell in place from there. Um, a lot of me doing of research on my own. Um, and I, I'm here for anybody that want to start a club. That's what I told. I'm, I do mentor other people that starting clubs and I'm like, hey, I'm here. If you need me, I can tell you how to find this, the, the loophole on this. So I'm taking my experiences and passing it on that somebody don't have to go to some of the, the bumps we did have to go through. What was what's the most rewarding part about all this now for you and, and for your husband, John, who, by the way, let's give him a little love. Louisiana Tech, former college baseball player, second team all conference. Uh, it was a stolen base and defensive whiz. He was awesome. I love I love John. So please tell him I said hello. But um, but what are the things that you guys are most proud of what what you've established with Corley? 
Sure. So I, I, we always say it's not the wins when we leave out the convention center or we leave out a facility. Um, it's girls that come back and they embrace and, you know, they're like, thank you, Coach G. You know that test we talked about? I passed that test. Um, and right now with 117 girls, I have 60% of girls with a 4.0 or higher. So wow. it's, things, it's things like that that I'm embracing. Um, of course, we want to win um, when it comes down to a plan as well. But our, our motto is Coralie, just compete. So long as we're competing at any aspect of it, yep. then we're doing our job. No, that's fantastic. So tell me about what's coming up on the pike. Obviously, we just talked about nationals. Um, what teams are you sending there? What are your expectations? It's such an exciting time uh, going to Orlando and, um, you know, just a just a mass of humanity of volleyball. Uh, it, it's, it's a fun time, but it can be intimidating and daunting for the first time if you've never been there. Yes, I agree. So we're we take tenue. So at our club here, we do take tenue on above to nationals, um, so they can get that experience. Um, we're very excited about nationals. We're going into nationals at a good place. We do have some of our teams, eleven and twelve. You are ranked number one now, right now in the state. Um, Thirteen, you is number two in the state. Um, so it's time for them to put all that together and take it to nationals. But I will say this, Eric, we would not be where we were if it was not for our coaches. The staff, the parents, I have great parents. I know you hear sometimes there's horror stories about clubs. This season for us have been amazing. Our parents have um, bought into whatever we said. What all we, we always say is trust the process and they're trusting the process. And that's why we're so successful right now. Go ahead. And I know, I know a bunch of them, but go ahead and just list. Let's give some credit to some core league coaches right now. Uh, some of which Emma's played for as well. Yeah, definitely. Daniela. Daniela. Yep, Daniela was with us at Next Up. Um, That's right. She's wonderful. Um, I We brought on a lot of experience. Um, we actually have Coach Edwin Torres. He came with us. He has over 30 years of experience. Um, we also have uh, coaches that, like I said, Coach Mary. I can go down the list of them. Coach Eva. Um, we have Coach Kay. She comes with tons of experience, as well as we are mentoring some of our younger coaches. Like we have Coach Tempest, Coach Sophia. Um, yeah. Coach Kelly. So if I'm forgetting any of you guys, I'm sorry. But yes, we have so many. Coach Imana, she's the, she was a middle at Louisiana Tech. I mean, we're just really awesome. blessed right now with a lot of experience. Yeah, no, it, it's an impressive list, and, and you've, you've done it, done a great job. I guess in passing, what what do you want people to know about Corley? And if they have um, uh, a, a youngster that's looking to get into a club. Uh, what would you like them to know and, and how would they contact you uh, to be a part of something very special that you have brewing? Right. So what we're doing this summer is we're doing actually the month of July. We're doing some core elite clinics. This will give you an opportunity to meet our coaches, actually see our coaches in action. Um, so that, that will be a great way to start. We um, we also have uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook uh, Twitter, we have our website up, CoraleeVolleyball.com there. And also on the volleyball site is my phone number directly, which people are like, really? You put your phone number out there? But yes, they can contact me directly as well. Um, we're always willing and willing, willing and ready to help as needed. So definitely if you want to look at Coralie, that's where you can start. And I said at the onset of the interview, our daughters competed together and they have played uh, against each other after playing with on the same team for a couple of years, but I want you to talk about Alana and 
she is a player and we've, we've got some video of her from gosh three years ago so you know she's obviously like emma has grown since then but man she hit the ball hard then she does it does it very well now at pope john paul she played in the state championship game last year as a freshman and was on the court eighth grade i remember when mount carmel scrimmage pope john paul she was a difference maker when she came in even as an eighth grader Bring us up to date on Alana and and what a great player she is. Yeah, so right now Alana is a, a rising sophomore. Um, she's putting in work. Uh, she's either in the gym or she's with Coach Erica, who we love so much that will not be her head coach at Pope. Um, she's there four days a week with her. If she's not there, she is with Coach Mandy, which is her strength and conditioning coach. And if she's not there, she's with John. So she... <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thanks. So yeah. So she's she's getting it in um, five to six days a week. But like we told her, if you want to play at the next level, this is what um, has to take place, and she's totally committed. Well, I have no doubt she'll be playing at the next level. And as as good as a volleyball player, you guys have done such a good job raising her. She's just a Thank just you. a quality individual. I love seeing her. Love seeing her. You and John is God. I can't imagine having somebody in my own house being a strength and conditioning coach, right? When I want to put my feet up on the couch. Yeah. Hey, let's go do some sprints or something. But anyway, always <laughs> look. I, I really, really appreciate the time. I wish you the best, and I, I sincerely say I'm so proud of what you've been able to accomplish it is amazing. The growth of Corley and continued success. Keep doing it. You're doing it the right way, but you know that. And uh, I'm just so proud of you. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This was a, a great experience for us. Um, we hope that we can touch some people out there. We'd love to have anybody that's interested in Corley. And, and I forgot one coach, Coach Taylor. So thank you so much to Coach Taylor. I was like, am I going to forget somebody? Who am I forgetting? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was doing. But yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, looking forward to Nationals. And thank you again. All right. We'll see you in Orlando. All right. Thank you. All right. Then we'll take, we'll step aside, take our final break here on digging it. When we return, what's coming up on VSN. We'll find out after this quick timeout. Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art water jet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. Welcome back. Time to wrap up Digging It with Derek Ritchie. What's coming up on VSN? Well, it's the summer months, but we still have plenty of content. It starts with an inside look at the St. Thomas More girls soccer team making history as Coach Daniel Underwood's team won an unprecedented sixth consecutive state championship. This is a great story put together by the team and the members at St. Thomas More's production crew. Uh, they went behind the scenes and just got some great footage as you can relive uh, a historic season for STM soccer. Also, one of the new syndicated shows on VSN is a podcast, Chopping It Up with Buck. 
and that's Charles Arbuckle, a former Saint tight end, played for the Colts, USC tight end. I actually used to do stories and shows with Charles. He was an analyst when I was the sports director at Fox 59 in Indianapolis. We would do Colts postgame shows, and he was our analyst, Charles Arbuckle. Remember when Jim Morris said, playoffs, playoffs? That was a live postgame show that was brought to you on Fox 59. Charles Arbuckle was, was our analyst for that show. But chopping it up with Buck podcast, you'll see that on varsitysportsnow.com, as well as you might have just seen the NCBA Club Baseball World Series. Uh, Penn State won that. All those games from that tournament were on VSN. They're still on demand, but they've uh, chopped up some highlights to go back to chopping it up with Buck. They've put some highlights of that entire tournament together. That is also available right now on varsitysportsnow.com. That will do it for this episode. I want to thank our director producer, Justin Thomas. A great job as always, as well as our guest, Sean Ledig and Jalon Brandon. I'm Eric Ritchie. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time on Digging.